Thank you for joining us. The Dacus Report is on the air to defend your religious freedom, your parental rights, and other civil liberties. And now, with the latest information, is your host, the president of the Pacific Justice Institute, Brad Dacus. Welcome to the Dacus Report. Thank you for tuning in. I'm Brad Dacus, president of the Pacific Justice Institute. Uh, On today's show, uh, we're going to talk about what was said and our assessment of where we think this case is going to go. And uh, I find it very encouraging. But uh, first, I want to talk about uh, the Department of Health and Human Services hinting that they're going to go on a hunting season against Catholic hospitals. So talk about that. In other case matters, we have with us here constitutional law attorney Michael Peffer, who heads up the Southern California office for Pacific Justice Institute. Welcome, Michael. Thank you, Brad. Now, Michael, uh, <laughs> I, I first just want to start off uh, by wishing you and everyone there a Merry Christmas. Uh, we at Pacific Justice Institute are working very diligently this December like never before. Yeah. Uh, we have an overwhelming overflow of cases of people needing assistance. One of the areas, of course, is dealing with people massively losing their jobs That's right. uh, as, as we speak. Uh, parents in panic about you know, having their child vaxxed against their will. Uh, we're stepping up. We're leading the nation on this because, yes. unfortunately, some other Notable organizations have decided not to lift a finger on this. So we're doing that. And I guess part of that's the reason is because one thing that makes us unique, Michael, is the fact that uh, we work hard uniquely to make sure that everyone gets help. So we don't just have a few high profile cases and a few celebrities. Um, We're all about making sure that everyone gets help, that no one's left on the side of the road. We are a real ministry. Yeah. And it's such a joy to have all our, these attorneys across the country in these offices uh, in 16 states now That's to make right. sure that people get the help that they need. Yeah. And this is so critical because, look, we we have stepped out in faith and we're helping really many, many people. People, uh, thousands of people have contacted us and and it has really been a good a season to show that we're here, we're interested in handling people's cases, and we're also interested in talking to them about the Lord and what He's, how He can keep them during these very trying times of losing a job or your child missing out on a scholarship activity. All these things hit people real. So we've stepped up to the plate and decided we're going we're gonna to go for it. We're going to help as many people as we possibly can. I know uh, next uh, week I'm going to be up in Florida uh, addressing a group uh, there in Florida of people who are about to lose their jobs, parents panicking. Uh, Last night uh, I spoke before a a very large Christian high school packed with parents concerned about the new vaccine mandates. Uh, Right after that, I went home and did a, a Zoom call to a congregation up in Lancaster probably the largest church in Lancaster to deal address these issues. So it's, it's, it's a lot of work. I tell you, I was very tired uh, because in the morning I had to drive to Chino to talk to a bunch of workers, utility workers for the Inland Empire. And uh, it's, it's, it's very taxing. We're working really hard. And I just want to say from the bottom of my heart, a deep thank you, a deep thank you to those out there um, who are believing what we're doing and uh, are backing our work, supporting our work with with prayer and, and other other resources uh, to make sure that we're 
you know, getting what we need to make sure that people are getting help. We're, we're, there's yeah. thousands and thousands and thousands like never before right. that we are committed to helping. And that, and that's once again, because we're unique and that that's we right. don't just take on the, a few high profile cases yeah. that look sharp in a newsletter or have some, you know, pay for celebrities to come. We're working hard to make sure that everyone gets the help that they need. We are a true bona fide ministry. And if people, if you want to, uh, to get our information, get our, our case updates, or you want to support our work here at Pacific Justice Institute, uh, I strongly encourage you to go to our website, pji.org. It's P for Pacific, J for Justice, I for Institute.org. We're a real ministry making sure that, uh, that everyone gets help, that no one is left on the side of the road. That's right. And um, I just uh, really felt it in my heart to make that make that point. I think another thing that I want to say is that we're unique in that you you preach in people in churches when you're invited. Uh, you do these meetings in different places, so that's something that you're there. You're you're there to help the people and inform the people. And I, and you know I'm just saying what is real here, and that's really important. You're involved in this, and people can have you come and preach when they in, in places as well. Yeah, I, I love to preach the gospel. Uh, the, the churches have been booking me. And, and what's interesting is I'll preach in a big church and I'll preach in a tiny little church. Yeah, yes. And people say, Brad, why do you do that? And I'll say, I, I say, well, you know, first off, Jesus only had 12 in his audience most of the time. Yeah. And I'm not more important than Jesus. So I'll go wherever there's an opportunity to share the hope uh, from the word of God and the, to, to apply the word of God to today. But also the good news of people coming to Christ and the opportunity to come to Christ, uh, you know, last Sunday, you know, I was able to preach at a church and uh, it was it was exciting uh, to see, uh, you know, several hands raised to receive Jesus as our Lord and Savior. It 90 percent it, it, plus of the time uh, people hands are raised at the end of a service mm. to come to Christ. Uh, it's, it's my heart's desire. And I love to do that for churches. Uh, to me, it's a blessing. And I'll go anywhere in the Absolutely. United States. Yeah. Uh, and, and our attorneys in these in these offices across the country. You know, they're all believers. They're willing to go and, and share from the word and and also to uh, to share the hope that's within them for people to be able to come to Christ. So um, Amen. as we look at these challenges and these struggles that we're going to talk about, I want people to recognize the big picture is the fact that we have a God on our throne. The Lord's on his throne. Yes. And we are never to think we have any excuse to slacken up on our commitment to live for Christ and to share the good news for people that need it, especially this time of year. Absolutely. Okay, now, getting back into the trenches, <laughs> <laughs> the uh, Department of Health and Human Services uh, is hinting that it's going to go on a hunting season on Catholic hospitals. Yeah. Uh, this is serious because there's a lot of Catholic hospitals in America. Why are they going to attack these hospitals premised upon the teachings of Scripture and the Catholic Church? Yeah, well, of course, we'll all many of our audience will remember that Barack Obama did just that, who who forced these edicts upon Catholic hospitals who look, the big distinction about a Catholic hospital is that their faith is important. It's they 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 gov they govern their services by their faith. So there's certain services like abortion that Catholic hospitals won't do. And I say kudos to them for not doing uh, abortions there, uh, and 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 so also on who they can hire. 
So what happened in the Obama administration is that it forced Catholic hospitals or attempted to force Catholic hospitals to uh, violate their conscience on the issue of uh, both who they hire and have in their positions of leadership and who they, whether they do abortions or, or deal with pregnancy um, uh, termination. So then, thank God, President Trump, the guy with the mean tweets, he actually put a stop to that, which, of course, is you know one of the many decisions he made that, that make it so that he was the real deal. And now, of course, um, not to be left out, Joe Biden is looking to his HHS is uh, looking to go after these Catholic hospitals again and on another attack on faith. So they're trying to force these Catholic hospitals to compromise their faith by uh, hiring individuals engaging in lifestyles, uh, I guess, or actually specifically, I guess it would re requiring them to engage in, you know, like you said, gender identity surgeries. That's right. So even though a hospital says, yeah, we think it's wrong to cut off body parts. Yeah. And to, to shake our fist at the creator. Uh, they're, they, they're trying to say, no, no. The Department of Health and Human Services wants to say, no, no, you have to do this. You have to be willing to cut off body parts and help change someone's gender, even though it goes against your faith and what you believe is a violation of the laws of nature and nature's God. That's outrageous. It is. But then with regard to abortion, the idea of compelling a Catholic church that's a real Catholic church that believes in the teachings of the Catholic faith yes, um, to say that you have to do abortions, you have to be willing to kill and murder pre-born babies in the, in the free country of the United States of America sure. just to be able to have your hospital and to help people and to minister to people with health services. Yeah. This is this is tyranny. It really is. And this is what the Biden administration is cramming down the, our throats as a nation. And, uh, you know, it started with Barack Obama. And now the, the Biden administration is doing it. That's right. I think people should be uh, outraged. Absolutely outraged. Absolutely. And, and we know that this is an all out attack by the left. And the leftists include the both the Obama administration and now the Biden administration, an all-out attack on religious liberty. These hospitals have a right to treat life sacred as their faith tells them life is sacred, uh, and to treat people so that they, you know, they don't do harm, which is what the oath for doctors is anyway. And yet, uh, uh, Bill Donahue, from the, uh, who was a pro-life uh, Catholic activist, uh, wrote that the administration, the Biden administration, is knowingly and willingly targeting Catholic-operated hospitals and their faith-based policies on transgender surgeries and abortion and even fertility treatment for married couples. So these are areas that that they should have the right to govern their services by their faith, and that's what makes them distinct. Right. There's lots of hospitals. Catholic hospitals are distinct in that they have a faith that celebrates life. Yeah, I think it's great for people to be able to go to a hospital that they know is not killing preborn babies that day. That's right. Yeah. I, 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 I respect doctors and hospitals all the more 
when they say we will actually value human life. That's right. Especially when they're when they're operating on me. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I like exactly. strong pro-life right. doctors <laughs> who really have a, a conviction on that. I That's mean, it's a great point. You know. Yeah. And then we and then we look at also we're talking about Catholic hospitals here. We're we're talking about a policies though that would also impact, say, Baptist hospitals and other faith-based hospitals. Yeah. Uh, you know, Catholics are known for their hospitals. Uh, Lutherans are also known, I guess, for their hospitals. So it's it's directly hitting the Catholic hospitals, but these policies are also probably going to impact faith-based hospitals other other than just the Catholics as well, right? That's right. I actually worked in a Catholic hospital for five years and worked in their surgery ward after high school. And uh, it was refreshing to see that faith did care. They cared about faith. They pay- cared about people's souls and they cared about life. And that to me was refreshing uh, to, to, to see. Yeah. It's, yeah, life is is uh, being pro-life, I think, is very important for hospitals. Absolutely. But I think it's also important for our nation. And there's so many in America who <clears throat> have are tired of seeing hundreds of thousands uh, of uh, pre-born babies every year murdered. And, and so when the state of Mississippi decided to enact a law saying, okay, we're going to ban the killing of preborn babies after 15 weeks. That's right. So you can still kill them all the way up for f- the first 15 weeks of development. Yeah. Moms, you can go in there and 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 have their their body parts cut off and and kill. But after 15 weeks, you know, we the state of Mississippi believe that unless a mother's life is in danger, there's there's no justification to be killing preborn babies. Yes. Uh they they deserve to live. So the pro-abortionists uh, the pro baby killers um, have decided, you know, filed a lawsuit against this, plan, you know, by pl- Planned Parenthood, and, and they're they're like we're very supportive of this challenge to this very humane piece of legislation. So it's the case of Dobbs versus Jackson Women's Health Organization. It was argued before the Supreme Court yesterday. That's right. And I know our vis- listeners uh, want to understand our take on it. Yeah. Uh, based on what the Supreme Court, how they they interacted, how they uh, uh, how they're likely to rule. We're going to talk about that. But let's first talk about some of the the comments that they made. Um, you know, one of uh, I, I one of my, the most disturbing was from Sotomayor. Yes. Who seems to be against anything that is pro-faith, pro-God, pro-life, pro-family, pro-parent. She's yeah. against all those things. Yeah. Uh, it's very disturbing. And then she, you know, took out and, and decided to make an outrageous statement att- yeah. challenging this law. <laughs> yeah, it was fascinating. I, 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 I thought, how could she make this statement? What, what did she say? Yeah, it's, it's, it's fascinating in that, you know, this woman is highly intelligent. You, you know that she got to where she got. She didn't get there. You know, people might disagree with what she <laughs> believes morally. Uh, and, and I surely do. But but so here we have um, she says actually said to the attorney that was representing the state of Mississippi. He had the good white hat on said basically in response to an exchange that talked about the fact that we have a lot of advances since 1973. She she feigned ignorance. Well, what 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 advances have there been? Okay, so in in reviewing whether or not Roe versus Wade should be overturned. Yes. The attorney defending the state of Mississippi and their pro-life legislation 
made, made it clear saying, look, Roe versus Wade at that time, 1973, it's like 50 years ago almost. Yes. At that time, we didn't have the medical technology. The court themselves said, we don't know. That's right. Now, their conclusion was, therefore, go ahead and kill it. That's right. That was their thinking. They said, we don't know. But this, this uh, attorney says, now we do know. Yeah. There's medical advancements. We now know at 15 weeks, it's clearly a human being. Yeah. Um, before, well before 15 weeks, but that'll be another another case. Maybe yeah. the Texas heartbeat. Exactly. And so I think it was a very intelligent argument. And she had the audacity to say, say no, there's there's no medical evidence to support. Yeah. Uh, the unborn being a, a a preborn being a human being. So what's what are the facts? Yeah. What's the facts that show that at 15 weeks we do have new medical ad advancements shedding a new light post Roe versus Wade, warranting us to reconsider the la the rationale of Roe versus Wade and, and maybe overturn it. Yes. Well, like we've always said, the 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 preborn baby is a unique human being, and at the moment of conception, much less 15 weeks later. So we do know, according to the Charlotte Lozier Institute, who researches uh, scientific facts surrounding the, the development of, of preborn um, uh, uh, persons. So let's, let's talk about a couple here. So one, we know that a baby's heart starts beating at 22 days, not weeks, 22 days um, after fertilization. And that's, that's a huge fact. That's that's less than four weeks. That's right. After fertilization. That's right. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So that's the heartbeat is beginning. That's very significant, just in itself. Yeah. And this legislation is looking at at uh, fifteen weeks. That's right. It's well after the heartbeat is already beginning. All right. I that's think right. that that alone is enough. But there's more. Go ahead. There's more. The twenty six. The, the baby's heart pumps twenty six. Quarts of blood per day. It doesn't sound like a, a, a mass of cells to me. <laughs> no. Um, uh, by 15 weeks, the baby's heart has already beat approximately 15.8 million times. Again, it doesn't sound like a, a just a bunch of cells. And and then finally, yeah. in, in my for my this group, the, a baby's heart in total beats about 54 million times between conception and birth. Yeah, it's a lot of life. Yeah, and the pro preborn baby killers. Yes, the Democrats. Yes, and their party, uh, the Biden administration. They want to kill, and they want to silence those heartbeats. That's right. Yes, and uh, and I, you know, this is this is outrageous. I also, with regard to the brain, I find that incredible. The brain connections formed by 15 weeks gestation last into adulthood. So those the brain is there. That's right. At 15 weeks, all those connections lasting all, uh, through well through adulthood, uh, starting at 10 weeks of gestational age, the preborn begins the breathing process. Wow. The actual uh, the, the breathing process that takes place um, where they start, I guess, processing the oxygen and everything. That's just at, at 10 weeks, well below before 15 weeks. So we have the. This this beginning, the kidneys are already filtering toxins. Amazing. Uh, the intestines have started the lifelong contractions that propel food through the digestive system. Uh, I mean, this is before 15 weeks. That's right. 
This is information we did not know. And once again, in 1973 with Roe versus Wade. Exactly. Now, people can say, now, is this material? I would say, yeah. Heck <laughs> I yeah. I would too. I would. Exclamation absolutely. mark. This is material. Yeah, this is. And unfortunately, Sotomayor, who you give her more credit for being on the bench. I, I, I say she was appointed for other reasons. Yes. Uh, more PC reasons, but we won't we have to go Fair into enough. that. But she refuses. She just acts as if. There's no scientific evidence that wasn't already there in Roe versus yeah, Wade. Yeah. Roe versus Wade was clear ignorance. What other evidence do we have? I, I want to really hit this one well, hard. Talking about pain, and this was a topic amongst a couple. Uh, for instance, Justice Sotomayor said about the fact that they flinch when when touched in the womb. Well, she said, well, so do brain dead people. As if to say, what is your problem? Honestly, I thought to myself, this is a person who's willingly deceived. Not just deceived, willingly deceived. Uh, uh, so we won't get into the brain uh, death conversation here. We, we talked about it a little bit yesterday. But each little finger can be moved separately at, at, in this 15-week period. If something touches the palm of the baby's hand, the baby will actually bend as we, we know babies are wont to do, you put your finger in their hand and they grasp it. Yeah, They're already wanting to do that now at this stage, 15 weeks. Um, do they feel pain? Yeah, they, they certainly feel pain. And, and that is, uh, in, at that moment, that's uh, 15 weeks, that's huge. They are feeling pain. There's no question about that. That's not an issue. Right. Unless you're just willing to trying to get across some ridiculous point. Uh, while your oral arguments are happening. Yeah, like like it happened. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the, it, the abortionists. Yeah. Now the I, I want to touch on the pain because yeah. these abortionists and these 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 Democrat legislators uh in the Congress, in the Senate, and in these state legislatures, they are they oppose legislation that simply require that uh pain pain blocking medication, anesthetics be given to the preborn before they're, they're, they're diced and sliced and cut bar barbarically. Yes. And their, bra their brains are, are crushed. They, they, when there's legislation saying these, the preborn should be given this, uh, these anesthetics before you, you cut off their limbs and kill them, right. the Democrats say, no, don't give them anesthetics, even at 15 weeks, because uh, to do that, then we're, re re we're respecting them as a human being. Wow. So we'd rather them be tortured. We'd rather them be tortured, preborn babies, than to even let them have anesthetics. Unbelievable. That That's is how so wicked evil. and evil That's right. the Democrat Party has become. And Christians who are Democrats need to realize this and not vote for that evil. Because when they vote that way, they themselves are stabbing that child, cutting off their limbs in pain and agony. Yes. And it may seem like strong language, but we need to call it out as it is because... If, if people, if believers don't recognize it now, they will on Judgment Day. That's right. And they'll see and they'll have to be accountable to the, the preborn. I believe they'll be accountable to the many, many, many preborn that are murdered because of how they decided to vote on Election Day. Absolutely. And, and this, is, this is a time where we're praying. People need to be praying for the Supreme Court that we could get six. It would be great to have at least a 6-3 decision yes. that, that we get six votes against Roe v. Wade, and and because this is monstrous. What you just described is monstrous. Uh, right. If put in any other context, it would be people would be losing their lives. I understand that there's get this. 
the the preborn at fifteen week at uh, fifteen weeks, they have fingerprints. Yeah, fingerprints. <laughs> that's right. Uh, that identify them. Uh, their unique individual status. Actually, that's at tenth the tenth week. Yeah. Um, we didn't know that back at Roe versus no, Wade. We didn't. Eye, eye movement can be seen during an ultrasound. A baby's entire body responds to touch. The unborn, the preborn baby prefers sucking her right or left thumb. In fact, ultrasounds show them whether they're going to be, uh, whether they're right-handed or left-handed. That's right. Uh, with the, uh, in fact, it's 85% of them are right-handed, the same as adults are right-handed. Yeah. So we've got a lot of compelling evidence, and I, I'm glad we went through this to, to really totally debunk this hideous argument by Sotomayor, who so needs Jesus. Yes. We prayed for Ginsburg before she passed away, about a month yeah. and a half before she yeah. suddenly passed away. And I've been, I want people to be praying for Sotomayor. Yeah. Uh, that is a woman who clearly needs to know the Lord. She's clearly living in darkness. And um, and her her twisted attitude about science and the and the preborn is uh is obviously an obviously indicator where she is probably spiritually. Pacific Justice Institute invites you to join in the fight to protect our religious liberties. Consider volunteering in one of our California offices or become an affiliate attorney. Visit our website to find out more, pji.org. And while you're there, subscribe to our Legal Insider to keep updated on all of our current cases. Pacific Justice Institute. Together, we can make a difference. So folks, there you have it. It's our God-given freedoms we're talking about. Now, let's choose to keep them. I'm Brian Dacus, president of the Pacific Justice Institute. Let's continue the fight for your freedoms. Thank you for listening in today. To find out more about the Pacific Justice Institute or the Dacus Report, call 916-857-6900 or log on to pacificjustice.org.